Hello everyone, this is Calvin Russell, CEO and founder of 850 Club Credit Consultation. Hope everyone is doing well. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics and that is, of course, credit cards. Uh, not because, you know, credit cards get a very bad rap, uh, but mainly because people don't know how to use them or because they can't qualify for them, okay? It's nothing wrong with OPM and that's other people's money, okay? Now I'm a huge, um, you know, finance advocate, Dave Ramsey advocate, Susie Orman, things of that sort. Um, but I like to think that people, uh, when they come into financial education, especially, you know, online, because everything's online and you don't know what's true and things of that sort. So a lot of times people entry level financial education normally comes, you know, when they're just finding out about Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey. And those are the people who say, listen, you need to get, you know, your finances in order. You need to create a budget. You need to understand how, you know, uh, how things work, savings accounts and different retirement, you know, things like that and how to bring down debt. And I think that that's great. That's a great start for a lot of people, especially if they have no plan at all. But then you have that different spectrum. This is where we start talking about, um, you know, stocks and investing and real estate investing and Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, and things of that sort. And that's where I learned OPM from because this is where I believe the risk gets a lot uh, gets a lot higher. Robert Kiyosaki, it doesn't necessarily talk about, you know, stocks and bonds. He talks about real estate and you know other investments. And um, again, not that one's better than the other. Again, you have to meet people where they are. And a lot of people are going to. Well, I want to say it first that. If you don't like credit cards, of course, this video is not going to be for you. Uh, but let's just cut all that out. Let's get straight to the meat of it. Why you guys came here, okay? Um, how to find the, well, this is what I've seen. The companies that have the highest credit card limits to their clients. Now, mind you, I have over 300 clients. And I've seen a lot of different you know, credit cards and credit reports and credit scores and things of that sort. Um, so as of this year, 2017, a lot of banks are, of course, giving out huge, I'm talking huge credit limits. Okay. Um, so first off, let's talk about how to qualify for those credit limits because the banks don't matter if you can't qualify. Normally, when I see higher limits, I would have to say the the score is no, and this is if you're using Credit Karma as well too, um, because Credit Karma is not FICO, FICO is not Credit Karma, uh, but we know that if your score is around 670 on either spectrum, it's going to be close to 670 around that range. We're talking an overall score. Now, if you want to get technical, FICO has um, a, a, a score specifically for uh, credit cards. So if you're looking to apply for a credit card, you can't just go by your overall FICO score. So if you get a free score through a credit card or if you get, if you apply for an auto loan and they tell you what your score is, that's not the same score that a bank will see if they're going to give you a credit card. Just so you know that. Don't worry, I'm doing another video on how to read, well, not how to read, but how to get all of your, uh, your, your, um, your FICO scores and try to get an understanding of how to read them. Okay. Um, so but either way, so Number one, I would have to say that your score has to be somewhere around, I'd say about 670, 660, somewhere around that, somewhere around that range. Um, and you have to be a 660 that has had previous credit cards prior to this. That's another thing to keep in mind. When we're talking about high limits, let's just say, I would say a nice high limit would probably be like 3,000, maybe 5,000, okay? I've seen higher. Don't worry, we'll get to that point. But if you're looking to get a credit card with that a minimum limit, I'm talking like right off the, you get approved right off the back 
for like 3,000 or something like that, um, I would have to say your score is going to have to be around 670, okay? And the reason 660, I've seen it too, you know, depending on what their previous history looks like. Again, if you've had a few credit cards, you kept the balances low, things of that sort, and depending on who you built their relationship with, not just department store credit cards. Department store credit cards are cool, you know, but at the same, and these are for department store, you know, Target, Best Buy, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, there's only one way to build credit with department store credit cards. That's to use it, guess where? At the department store. So you're forcing yourself to buy something to build credit. Or if you're not using it to build credit, um, then you're just wasting uh, an account. Of course, if you got it just to have the discount or whatever, that's fine. But keep in mind, um, you're, you're, again, even if you wanted to build credit with that, or if you wanted the full benefits of it, you still have to go out and force yourself to go purchase something, okay? But what I've noticed is that if a person is around 670 or so, with a few credit cards in the past, like one or two, with, you know, something like that, um, then normally uh, by that, when they reach 670 around that range or higher, that's when the limits right off the back start at started like three grand, okay? Now, so we're gonna talk about how did my client, I had a client, she got approved for a $10,000 limit, okay? She got approved the $10,000 limit because number one, she had, I believe, about two or three cards, uh, let's just say three. Uh, she had three cards that she had prior to that was at least a year old, okay? So she had established three relationships with three separate banks, okay? I'm not gonna say the bank's name because it really didn't matter. Um, um, and she built those relationships. She was never late on any of those. And this is just in, within a year, okay? So she applied for that fourth card and she asked me, hey, if I want to get like a high limit, what company should I go with? So I told her these three companies to go with. And sometimes that's a fourth. And I'll go into that a little bit. Uh, well, I'll go into that now, actually. So number one, lately, Discover has been giving a, a, a lot of high limits, okay? Um, it's not guaranteed, of course. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they'll give, you know, they give people sometimes, you know, limits of maybe 750, maybe 500, maybe a thousand. But usually when a person gets approved for Discover, I rarely see anything under 750, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, the reason why I say that is because most of the time when people even qualify for Discover, by that time, that first, I mean, that first card that they may get, and we're talking about the Discover It. I know they have, a, and this is not for Discover It for students. That's different. We're just talking about the normal Discover It card, okay? And uh, we're talking, you know, we have, I've seen limits as high as, I'm talking like 10 to 12 to 13,000. And this is like back to back to back to back. So let's discover, um, what else? Uh, Citibank, they're doing it pretty big. Um, uh, Chase Bank as well. Um, for those of you who may not be familiar with Chase, I know some, Chase is not everywhere, but it's like, it's a pretty big deal, though, in a lot of in a lot of states. I know they're, they're buying a lot of other banks, uh, but Chase. I mean, you know, right off the back. And again, Chase Discover. But see, Chase. The reason why I think that they're so big, uh, mainly because uh, their approval process is a lot different. Um, they only take certain types of scores. Um, you know, so they don't take a lot of risk in the subprime market. That subprime is a nice word for people that don't have the best scores. And you no. Know, be honest with you, Chase looks at anything that's under 680, it's just not the best score for them. So they're probably not going to approve you. If they approve you, it may be like an entry level limit, something like that. Maybe, but I'm sure you got to be like around 650, 660. But most of their approvals are going to happen around a 670, 680 range or higher, okay? And I've seen you no know, limits, six grand, seven grand, eight grand. Now, does income play a role? I, I would have to say so. Normally, um, the what I've seen is that. If you can pay your bills on time, they assume that if your score is, of course, your score is going to be higher if you're paying your bills on time. But at the same time, you know, most people that, that can do that, they're usually at least at about twenty four, twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars a year. And, you know, that 
from what, what they come out to about 12, 13 dollars an hour. So they kind of give you like an idea. And of course, that's assuming that you're full time. So it's hard to say income does not play a role with these higher limit credit cards, mainly because, again, if you're paying your bills on time, then more than likely your score is going to be higher. And of course, if your score is higher, then more than likely you have the money to do so. Okay. And we're not talking about astronomical, you know, um, you know, income. I see a lot of people that's like, you know, like I said, 25, 26,000, uh, $30,000 a year. And, uh, you know, so that kind of get that plays a role as well. So, again, that would be Discover It, Citibank, Chase Bank. And, of course, the fourth that I kind of see and sometimes I don't. The reason why I don't see it that much is because a lot of people don't apply for American Express. Because, again, American Express has two different cards. They have, of course, a charge card. Well, they have more than two different cards. But, I mean, they have two different sections of cards. You can get an, a credit card or you can get a charge card. And I know that charge card, of course, you swipe it. Whatever that bill is, you got to pay it in 30 days. There is no carrying a balance. And for those who don't know what carrying a balance is, let's say you swipe for a thousand, you get a bill for let's say twenty-five dollars. That's not gonna happen. Like most credit cards, you swipe for a thousand, you're gonna get a bill for a thousand, okay? And it's due like right now, okay? But but it's cool though because instead of having to call a bank and trying to get like a personal loan, um, going through that process, you no, know, I mean the more you ask for, the longer the process is gonna take. Um, I know I took out. Uh, a, a loan that was pretty large, uh, you know, recently to help me you know with the, with the home buying and stuff, which I'll do videos on that too coming up. Um, but it took about a week and a half to get that kind of money. So uh, you're talking about doing a credit card, that's completely different, you know. But again, that payoff time is different. We're talking about a 30 day window, okay? And then, of course, the credit cards, I've seen high limits on their credit cards too. Bank of America does a pretty good job. Um, again, US Bank, there's a lot of banks that do, but if you're looking to have a high limit on a card, nine times out of ten is going to be a, a major bank. Uh, Capital One does it as well too, but banks that will not do it, and I'm not trying to bash them, but if your credit's not the best and you get those type of credit cards, um, banks that you can't really drive by, that don't really do commercials, things of that sort, then they probably won't give you a higher limit later down the line without some type of fee. And again, high limit is like three thousand higher, not two grand. Two grand is cool, you know, but again, that's still to me that's still entry level. It's not bad, but that's just entry level kind of beginning. Now, does that mean that a company can never do that? No, not necessarily. Um, I have clients that have Capital One. They started at three hundred, then it was five, then it was seven fifty, and now it's all the way up to like five or six grand. So it does happen. But if you're looking to get a high limit right off the back. And you know where you need, like you may need it for a big, a big purchase or something like that, and you uh, and you can take advantage of the zero percent for a certain period of time too. Try to do that with a personal loan. It may take a week to get the money. Um, you got interest that may or may not be a prepayment penalty. Little things like that play a role. Okay. So, of course, uh, I'll have a link up top where you can apply for, you know, it doesn't have to be those particular cards. It could be whatever cards, but you'll see they're going to be in categories because they go by credit. So, of course, good credit, excellent. You know, there's going to be in that kind of bracket. It's not probably not going to be a fair credit. I mean, fair is not bad, but fair is like there's no guarantee that you may get a higher limit. Why would you need a higher limit? Well, you may may need to make a quick you know purchase. Like right now, I'm flipping the home. So, of course, we have to go make a $3,000 purchase. So, again, just swipe the card, just keep moving. But the higher the limit the lower your utilization is going to be if you have to make a move like that. For example, if you have a credit card that has a $10,000 limit and you have a $1,000 situation, you swipe that card, your credit score won't move as much. I'm talking like, if anything, because that's 10%, you know, a thousand, you know, versus, you know, a thousand divided by 10,000. But again, if you have a $1,000 credit card, you guys get where I'm going, if you have a $1,000 credit card, you swipe it for a thousand, you just max that card out. Your score is going to take a big hit, all this other stuff, right? So that's where higher limits usually go for, because things happen. It can be an emergency, a big purchase, whatever. It's not getting into debt. So, and then Robert Kiyosaki would tell you that there's good debt and there's bad debt. You know, so of course, if you have, let's say, 
um, an investment property and you still have a mortgage on that property, but you have two tenants living on two separate you know, uh, floors and you're making money from that, then of course that would be an example of good debt. I'm not trying to, I don't want to go into the whole credit warriors thing, that type of thing and all that type of stuff because debt is not good at all. But at the same time, you know, there's an investment and eventually that mortgage will be paid off. Okay. It's the same thing as a lower investment like stocks, but you can't control stocks. And I did a video on that, you know, um, you know should you invest in real estate or stocks? There's nothing wrong with either.